Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by not Kotalaski this week. He's off at a football game, but by God, Doomital Crossing is here. What's going on, Doom? How you doing? Very good, very good. Desk Saga is finally at an end. Um, this will probably be uh, my new consistent camera angle for the future. But yeah, my desk is all beautiful and clean. I got my monitor arm set up, so now everything everything's all nice and just the way i want it and uh yeah it took a took a month longer than it should have but we are so so back well that's beautiful and i'm happy that this desk thing is finally over because there's a lot of a lot of delays and stuff like that so i'm happy that that it's done and and i'm gonna plug something of my own that's finally done and uh and it took you know, I, I can't say that it took longer than I thought it would, but it still took a long time. And that is Omega Metroid's 100% walkthrough for Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Um, I, I've got my fingers crossed that we might be hearing something about this game at some point in the not-too-distant future. So, I went ahead, I played the game. Uh, we've got every missile location, every ammo location, every energy tank, every power bomb, every every scan, every missile scan... Every gallery image from the ending, like everything, everything is there. So if you need any help playing Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, by God, Omega Metroid is the place to go. And um, you know what's one thing I realized after playing Metroid Prime Remastered and playing Metroid Prime 2 Echoes is the amount of bosses in Echoes is absolutely outrageous. There is like an absurd amount of bosses in that game. And I knew that I knew how many bosses there were, but it's just like when you're writing a, a strategy on how to defeat these bosses and you go play Metroid Prime, there's like six bosses. You go play this one. It's just like, oh, my God, there's six bosses in like one area. So, yeah, it's, it's like it's at least double the amount. <laughs> it's I, I bet you it's almost triple the amount um, if you don't include things like the beetle and things like the incinerator drone and stuff like that. It's a it's a hefty amount of bosses. Um, and I'm not complaining about that either, by the way. And I also I played the GameCube version. So I was fighting Boost Guardian on like the the OG way where it's like you're just constantly dying. There was no uh, spring ball jump for the Spider Guardian fight, which completely changes the dynamic of that fight as well um but i still love that fight and yeah it's just uh, i had a lot of fun playing echoes again um uh, it's a it's a grind of a game for sure but uh, it was it was a lot of fun and uh we're on to corruption next 
Absolutely. But did you do hard mode, though, Mr. Spiteri? <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm I'm going to. I have not done it yet, um, but I, I I am going to probably probably not right away. But uh, I feel I listen. I feel like if I'm going to do hard mode, I'd much rather it be the hard mode on the trilogy version with snazzy. Nah, new nah, graphics. nah. You gotta you, you gotta you, you gotta do that skill check, man. You gotta do the skill check. <laughs> I you, listen. I have no doubt that I could do it. It's it's not that I and I've done it before. Um, but it's just not something that I necessarily want to like. It's like playing fusion mode in Samus Returns. I can do it. I just don't necessarily want to do it because it's it's a little bit of a grind. So actually, I did it once what, what you really like, okay. What you really need to do actually is uh, is dread mode. That is unironically dread mode is so much fun. Like I absolutely love yeah. it, and I think you'd enjoy it too. Yeah, I, I've done dread mode, and I think that it's. Uh, like that one's kind of nice because it's it's different. It changes the game. It changes the way that you play the game. Whereas hard mode and fusion mode, they don't necessarily change the way that you play the game. It's just like more more difficult, obviously, as as the name implies. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's more fun. Whereas like I think dread mode offers a, a vastly different experience, which which can make it more fun. It can make it frustrating, but it can make it more fun as well. It also it also helps that dread mode has checkpoints. So like when you die at the boss, you'll respawn like just outside the door. Yeah. Whereas you die at Echoes, like you know that Boost Guardian save station. That's a ways back. Good lord, it's it's a ways. Or back. the Spider Guardian. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Hey, and if you're playing Echoes, don't forget to scan the Spider Guardian before you go in there. Whatever you do, don't don't forget. Uh, that is the the final boss of the will wreck your hundred percent scan run. So uh, yeah, keep that. Or in mind. the. Uh, or the caretaker class, Joan. That one's a super easy one to miss as well. Yeah, that too. I actually, I can't remember where I scanned it, but I was, I was somewhere, and I was, you know, I was scanning everything, obviously, and then I was like, "What's this big, like, what's this big thing up in the sky there?" And I was like, "Oh, the caretaker." Oh, okay. Well, good thing I, I got it here. Um, so yeah, those two in particular are pretty, pretty nasty. Although there are some other ones in there too that are that are pretty vile, like the dark shredders and like the the shiklings and stuff like that there there's a lot of dubious scans in that game it's a it's a tough game and by god if you need help with it omegametro.com is the place to be um so yeah here we go we are uh we're rolling into the month of september which officially puts us into what is traditionally nintendo direct territory there's been a direct every year for the last 10 plus years uh so i feel like it's probably pretty safe to assume that we have another Nintendo Direct coming in this month, which, you know, ever since, at least for me, Doom, ever since the release of Tears of the Kingdom, I feel like I've been able to enjoy, I think we've only got, like, one Nintendo Direct since then, but, like, it was it was just a nice experience, because I wasn't, like, I, I wasn't, like, really, really looking forward to anything, so I was able to be pleasantly surprised by everything, almost. And, and I still kind of feel that, although I do... I do kind of have some thoughts about the Switch and Switch 2 and what kind of games might be coming, and that ties into Metroid, so I, I kind of gearing a little bit back towards, like, I'm looking for something specific, and, I, and I'm and i hoping that we get it, and I have to admit, I, I would be a little bit disappointed if we didn't, but, uh, you know, speaking of rumors, we got all kinds of rumors swirling about, swirling about, about the, the next Switch, which for the... the the purpose of this podcast, we're going to call it the Switch 2, because we don't know what to call you know what name, You know what name I heard that I actually really liked was the Switch Advance? I don't know about that, but I, I kind of dig that name a little bit. I, I could dig it. Uh, my personal favorite is Super Nintendo Switch, but I don't think they'd ever do that. No. I feel like, I, I feel like with you know whatever they call the, the Switch Two or whatever it's going to be, it's got to be it's got to be something that clearly communicates that it's a sequel to the general public. I feel like yes. they can't pull they can't pull a Wii U with this thing. Can you imagine if they and call so, this thing the Switch U? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> the the new Nintendo Switch Deluxe. Oh oh boy. Um, yeah, and and you know what. That's a really good point, and even like, even the Switch Advance, I don't think conveys clearly enough that it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe they like, I feel like there's a lot of equity in the name Switch, but like, yeah, they they have to call it something that very clearly says like this is, this is the new system, this is the next, like, uh, and I don't know what that is, but Switch Advance, Switch Two, Switch, 
anything but Switch U sounds actually pretty decent. And new and new Nintendo Switch. That's that's no good either. But um, yeah, a lot of rumors flying out about uh, about the Switch too. Um, and I want to, you know, we we've kind of planned to to talk about this a little bit on the show today, and and talk about some of those Switch Two rumors. And and there was something that came out last week that for me, I think really kind of like added fuel to the fire about like okay, I think it's imminent. And and that was actually uh, an interview with the producer of the Legend of Zelda series, E.G. Anuma. And uh, I think it was IGN. IGN asked Anuma if they were going to produce any DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. And he said no. And, and you know, take that with a grain of salt because he said no about some other things before that ended up happening, like Skyward Sword HD, all that kind of stuff. But I got to thinking, and I talk more about this on the Zelda cast, but like, I got to thinking, like, you know, that makes sense if, like, that team is already working on the next open world Zelda game in preparation for the switch too because in my mind i was like well if they launch the switch 2 they're gonna need a zelda game in the first like little while of that console so i'm gonna say like two years max is when you need a zelda game on that console so i i was kind of thinking like okay maybe that adds some fuel to the fire maybe we've got like the uh, something imminently coming here that kind of shows us when the next uh when the next you know console is gonna be and of course adding to that to that fire as well is that um is at the Nintendo Showcase that happened at PAX a couple weeks ago now. Um, or maybe it was, was this a Gamescon? I, I can't remember. Yeah, this I'm is sorry. Gamescom, not I'm, PAX. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, at Gamescon, rather, they uh, a, there are a lot of people said that behind closed doors, Nintendo was showing off dev kits for the next Switch. So this puppy is coming. It's 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 coming soon. Yeah, so this, this is what I really want to talk about, is this uh, Gamescom Showcase. Because this... Um this has the potential to be pretty uh, pretty big and substantially larger than what I ever thought the Switch 2 was going to be. So before this, you know, you know, I was kind of in the ballpark where I think, you know, the next console, it's probably going to be on par with like, you know, a PS4, maybe like a PS4 Pro or a 1X or something like that, but definitely not like... Definitely not like a PS5 or a Series X. We're not going to be seeing, you know, we're not we're not going to be seeing Breath of the Wild at 4K 60. Like, chill out, guys. Not going to happen, and that's fine. That's okay. But it's good. So it's it's going to be an upgrade, but it's not going to be like a current gen upgrade. Well, I might be eating my words because um, if these Eurogame and Video Games Chronicle reports are to be believed, which I I personally think they're pretty reputable sources. Um, you know, we might be uh, seeing some visuals comparable to those consoles, not hardware comparable to, the, to comparable to those consoles. Like, let's like that. That's an that's an important piece. Like um, a lot of a lot of what we're hearing is um, is being um, boosted by uh, DL, DLSS, which is uh, NVIDIA's AI upscaling technology. And that's basically doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. So we're still getting hardware seemingly that's still you know nowhere near what you know the current gen consoles are capable of but using dlss you can use lower powered hardware and then use and then use this to you know to do them the brute of the force and you can still get visuals comparable to the current gen systems which you know i did not i had no idea that dlss if were to believe all this was um that powerful and according to I, I, I want to go to the Eurogamer report first because so in so in the Eurogamer report they specifically talk about how um, behind closed doors at Gamescom there were a selection of publishers and developers um, uh, who they sourced who um, saw a demo of Breath of the Wild running at a quote higher frame rate and resolution. We don't get any more specifics um, beyond that, but and to be pretty clear, interesting it's, nonetheless. It's just a demo. There's not. Yeah, it is. There's a, no Breath of the Wild demo. 4K. Nothing. Although I'm sure that's probably coming at some point. But uh, yeah, exactly. This is this is this is not indicative that this is coming to Switch 2. This is not an indicative of backwards compatibility. It is just a tech demo running on either a dev kit or a custom PC that is targeting the Switch 2 um, specs. So that's what they reported um, last week, and then a few hours later, uh, VGC Video Games Chronicle. Uh, they released an article corroborating the Eurogamer report and also adding, and this is the one that really fascinated me, that there was another tech demo shown of the Matrix Awakened 
Unreal Engine 5 tech demo, which was released, I believe, in 2021, mm-hmm. um, both as both as a both as a marketing campaign for Matrix 4, as well as, you know, you know, an Unreal Engine demo to show what was possible on that current gen hardware. Which and, is really uh, if, disappointing off, if, to me because I wanted a Matrix video game. And when I saw that it was just mm-hmm. like a little trailer, I was like, so I didn't even watch it because I was so let down. And I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Well, here's, I would actually recommend people watch this because this is a very visually impressive tech demo and like it's like playable in real time. We're not talking like pre-rendered cutscenes or anything like you can play it and experience it in real time. And yeah, obviously, you know, it's just a tech demo. It's like, you know, five, ten minutes, heavily scripted sequences. But I mean, it, it's just an absolutely gorgeous game and, you know, just an example of what you can do with Unreal Engine 5. And according to the sources, um, in a VGC's report, um, this demo was running with ray tracing enabled, which is, you know, kind of a more realistic um, lighting source, which also which also creates realistic shadows as well, um, which is really cool there. And that while it wasn't running exactly like, you know, what you would see on the PS5 and Series X, that it was running comparable to those consoles. And personally, the fact that this demo was even running at all, I think that says a lot because you cannot run this demo on even the PS4 Pro or the One X. It's only available on the Series S and X and the PS5. So the fact that the Switch 2 using DLSS is able to run this demo at comparable settings is incredibly fascinating and very much excites me for the future of this console. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. I I don't know. I mean, on one hand, like yes, obviously, I I am excited because I think I think we would all like for like the the Metroid Primes of the world or or whatever you know those games uh, that come out like whatever they be whatever they are to look as great as they can. I it does make me a little bit concerned for the price of the console because I I think that what gives Nintendo such a big advantage um, and why you've seen the Switch move a hundred million units plus is because. It's far, far, far more accessible than, you know, a PS5 or an Xbox Series 1S. Um, so that that does give me a little bit of pause as well as I just I well, I think well, I was going like, to say not well, I was going to say not necessarily because the Series S, I believe, is actually cheaper than a switch. A Series S, I believe someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's it's which, either two hundred fifty dollars or it's three hundred, which is. The the X is the powerful one. That one that okay, one's five hundred dollars. Same with the same with the PS five. Yeah. yeah, the series the series S, which is, you know, you know, the, the baby brother, that one that one is still either two hundred fifty or three hundred, which is hitting that switch price point. Right. So so in Canadian dollars, that's it's like eight hundred bucks for like a PS five, which I'm just not gonna do. Um so that that does give me a little bit pause for concern. Not necessarily again, because like like I I would shell out 800 bucks for a new Nintendo console. I wouldn't for a PlayStation five, but I'm a hardcore Nintendo fan as, as you know, I, I want to see this console be successful. So my initial thought is, well, like, yes, that's really cool. I, I do hope that Nintendo, you know, I, I, I think that we, and, and here's an analogy I would use for what I expect the switch Two to be. I expect the switch Two to be a price jump or not a price jump, a, a, a leap in technology akin to the 3ds to the DS I think that's probably fair. And they're like the, the gimmick is going to be kind of the same. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be improvements, but the, the general gist of it is going to stay the same. And I think that's a fair comparison to make. And and I think like if you remember when the 3DS launched, it bombed because it was super expensive. Now, Nintendo course corrected, but I, I would hate to see that happen again. And then the other factor that I guess I would kind of think, too, is like I and maybe it's because Nintendo, since the GameCube has just decided that they weren't going to go for like the. They, you know, they were going to compete with, like, the graphical fidelity of their competitors. But, like, I think so many of their series now have kind of moved into, like, a, a stylistic approach where, like, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, like, hyper-realistic graphics and everything like that would do for Zelda or would do for Mario. And, like, like I'm sure that, like, loading times are going to be approved, stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I mean, you know me. I'm not a big tech head. Like, I, I feel like everything is is, you know loads and runs fine for me on my switch for what i want from these games so that that, it gives me a little bit of pause but i on the other hand i do think it's exciting to see nintendo kind of be like okay like we're if this is to be believed 
we are, you know, we're a big boy. We're a big player. And maybe they get some of those like big third party games. And that's, I think, the biggest advantage of if the Switch 2 is capable of of running all of this uh, technology. I think that almost counteracts the worries that I have right there is like if you if you have like big third party games that are, you know, finally just like, okay, we're coming to the Switch and we're actually not coming like eight years later. We're going to come day one. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no cloud versions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the Arkham Trilogy, these games are like 10 years old and they're just coming out now on, on a Nintendo console. And not to say that they couldn't have ran on the Wii U. I'm sure they could have, but it's just like, Oh boy, like it, it, you know, if the Wii would have been a, a powerful enough console or the Wii U wouldn't have, you know, done what it did, then maybe if you're a Nintendo fan, you didn't have to wait for so long to play these games on on the Nintendo console. And that's just one example of, you know, countless, countless examples. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, if you... So, so you're, I know I know you're not like a big a big graphics head, but I think um I think a good example if you want to see like what like a more cartoony stylish game can look like on modern hardware, I would recommend checking out gameplay of uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I, that was a PS5. It was either a launch title for the PS5 or a launch it. window title. I can't yeah. I can't quite remember, but like that's a really not not just in the visuals, but also um in the next thing we're going to talk about, which is the loading times as well. That's let's, a great. Let's not spend a, too much time. I mean, like on on the tech. I I'm I. Unless, unless you want like this, if there's something that you want to just like quickly get out, I, I think I'm, I'm more like, I'm more so wondering what this means for specifically the game that's on the tip of all of our tongues, and uh, and what oh. that could mean for you know for that. Um, oh, but- I'm incredibly, ex- I'm incredibly excited to talk about that. I, I do, I do want to quickly go over this. I, I'll make it fast because I know you're, I, I know you're not a fan of Nate the Hate, but I, I do want to touch on this a little bit. But um, so so the Eurogamer and the Video Game Chronicle report, I think those are two reports that regardless of what your opinions are on, you know, leaking, whatever, I think those are reports you should take seriously. This next one, we're going more into the rumor department where we're going less. I personally trust N- Nate the Hate. They're not they're really not much of a of a leaker, actually. They they, they more often than not, they're just um a former developer that more so just kind of gives informed speculation on you know what their process would be going behind the scenes but generally when they do talk about stuff that they've heard generally it seems to be accurate so i generally trust them but again we're going we're going past like you know a verified journalist source and we're going into rumor territory so nate the hate today on his podcast uh the day we're recording this um on his podcast with MV- MVG, he said that he heard multiple sources from this Gamescom demo that gave a little bit more insight onto the Breath of the Wild tech demo from the Eurogamer report, uh, more so on the specifics of what that was. So if you remember from the Eurogamer report, they said that it was running at a higher resolution, higher higher frame rate, but they didn't give specifics on it. Well, in Nate's report, he did get specifics, and apparently it was indeed running at 4k 60 which is kind of hard to believe i never would have imagined that honestly breath of the wild breath of the wild at a stable 30 would be just fine for that game but like if it if if they did manage to get that at a full 60 4k like that's absolutely ridiculous but even more importantly and this is also something he clarified the um the visuals was not the point of that demo the point of that demo was to show off the loading times and according to nate i have a i have a direct quote up here i want to read this so i don't mess this up the um the loading times were quote a smooth transition from menu fade right to the game load times were seemingly erased in this tech demo and honestly i think that is the most fascinating part of this not the visuals but these loading times, because if these loading times are that fast, that implies that the um, that the Switch 2 would be using solid state memory. And personally, of these new consoles, that's my personal favorite part of like, I think that's like, you know, the biggest like it's it's a fundamental game changer. Like, obviously, you know, I you know, I love my pretty graphics. Obviously, I love my games. My games look as pretty as possible. But those loading times actually fundamentally impact uh, the gameplay. And so that, if this is to be believed, 
that is what excites me most about this new console and like the potentials, the potential that that has on the uh, gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we could all agree. Like, if you're playing Breath of the Wild, you pull up your menu, you warp somewhere, it would be a, a much more fluid and fun experience. If you didn't have to look at a few tips while you're, you know, waiting for whatever it is to load. So, I mean, that that I think is exciting as well. And and listen, having just played a bunch of Metroid Prime 2, it would be awesome if you shot a door and it just opened and you didn't have to shoot it a bunch of different times in order to populate a, a big room like Sanctuary Entrance or something like that. So I, I think or you that... go you, or you go to the dark world and you get to just skip the cutscene and just go right there. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I kind of like that cutscene, but I it would be if you could skip it, that would be ideal. But yes. So, I mean, that's that's pretty cool as well. Um, and I'm and I'm looking forward to seeing like an actual from Nintendo from the horse's mouth, because because like you said, like I, I don't like I've had so many experiences with leakers and it is so easy to just make stuff up and like gain traction and say that, like, you know, how long do we hear about a switch pro and, and all that kind of nonsense? And it turned out that it was just the switch OLED and uh, and 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 all that. So so I, I don't put too much stock into that. If that's true, that'd be great. Um, but what I am eagerly am, am waiting is is an announcement from Nintendo that's just like, hey, this is what we got going on. This is what this is what you should know. This is when it's coming, and and so this this kind of ties into to everything else that we that we're talking about with like Metroid Prime Four, Metroid Prime Two and Three, and the Nintendo Direct that's coming in the month of September, or at least we think it's coming in the month of September. So. I might eat my words. I have a feeling that by this time the podcast is out, that our audience is already going to be seeing a tweet from Nintendo about it. We'll see how poorly the sages are not. I don't have any sources. I'm just throwing a dart on the dartboard here, but I'm I'm feeling it. You know, I was actually going to say, like, I, I feel like the last couple Nintendo directs, Nintendo has been uh, unusual in giving us two days notice instead of their usual one day notice or like a couple hours notice. So... I, I think that you could be right. There's there's a very good chance that a tweet could be up by the time that a lot of people are listening to this. Hopefully that's true. And uh, and hopefully next week we can break down what we saw. But um, but yeah, like I, I do think that it that it is coming. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. But and I want to talk about the Nintendo Direct in a minute and what we could see there, but I do not anticipate that if a Nintendo Direct was announced that they're showing off any of the new Switch or the Switch 2. Yep. I, I don't think that that's going to be part of the Nintendo Direct. So so I think if everyone watch or like wanting information on the Switch 2 is tuning into the the Direct, you're probably going to be disappointed. I think this is going to be like its own thing. It's going to be you know, similar to the Switch, how it had like a, a reveal of its own. Um, I think you're going to see that. But so what I want to talk about is the timing of when I think we're going to see that. And I think it's going to be before the year's over. And I think... If I could put uh, a magic cap on and and do my best prediction, I think that sometime in October or maybe early November is when you see the announcement of what the Switch 2 is. And I don't think that it's going to be like as cryptic as... Do you remember like when they did the, the Switch announcement in October 2016? Um, they, they kind of had, they Vaguely, had the, yeah. they had like the big Mario. He was covered behind the Yeah. Curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so the one that's become a meme now. I love it. Yeah. So they showed off the switch, but they didn't really show off like any games, anything like big for it. I think that they would do something similar to this, to that with the switch too. Um, where I think that they would show it off this year tell you like i think they're going to fully explain like what the gimmick is i think they're going to fully explain like what the specs are i think they're going to fully explain potentially even how much it costs although i'm not as as bullish on that but i i think that we're going to see it and we're going to have a name and we're going to have a release date and i think it's going to be this year and i think it's going to be in october because in my mind i would kind of be tracking like a like a spring to summer release for a switch to 2024 I, what do you what do you think of that timeline give me your prediction for when we see it when the switch 2 comes out and we can go from there i do not think we see the switch 2 this year at all i don't think we're getting that revealed until next year personally again i'm not basing this off of any information i'm just pretty i'm personally predicting a a fall release uh, fall 2024 release for this and I feel like Nintendo would either reveal the console 
either, you know, spring, either spring or summer, maybe in a June direct or sometime before that. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that March, that March to June kind of uh, window for a Switch Two reveal. Personally, you know, that just it doesn't seem like enough time if you're revealing it in June to get ready for like to get ready to launch in let's say in November. I mean, I guess, I guess that's still couple months but i i feel like i don't know and 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 another thing too i'm i'm kind of basing my prediction and information off what we know for the rest of the switch's lineup which by the time that this episode airs there could be a tweet uh saying that you know we got a nintendo direct going on and if nintendo announces like a bunch of games and and new games i want to be very clear about that if they announce a bunch of new games for like january february march uh etc Okay, I I could walk that back and say like maybe we're not hearing about the Switch Two until early twenty twenty four, um, but I think at the latest it's going to be like January February that we're hearing about the Switch Two and that they finally do that big reveal. I I just I get a feeling like when you look at the like when you look at the games coming out for the Switch, it seems to me that like there's a lot of there's a lot of games coming out that are kind of like. I don't want to call them holdover games, but but they're not like they're mm-hmm. not like system you're, sellers. You're you're getting a lot of spinoffs. You're getting a lot of ports. You're getting a lot of right. remasters. You're definitely like like it, it, like solid releases, but not like a not a lot of original titles like you would typically see like right. filling the lineup. You're you, seeing you're seeing what typically Nintendo uses to fill the gaps as kind of their main course almost. Correct. Yeah. So like. There's, you know, if if Nintendo announces Super Mario Odyssey 2 in this Direct in September uh, this year, that changes everything, right? Like, that means that the Switch is still going to keep chugging along for at least a little while. If, uh, but, like, the Super Mario Odyssey 2s, uh, the, the Mario Karts, the new Animal Crossing, the, you know, I, I feel like that's got to be in development, far probably far in development for the Switch 2. Um, because we, we're not seeing those games come out on, on the Switch now. And, and that's also why I kind of feel like maybe when Anuma said that there's no DLC for, for Tears of the Kingdom, I kind of feel like they might already be working on their next Zelda game and like, and they're trying to get that bad boy out by like 2026, early 2027, something like that. I, I think that's like a realistic timeline. I don't, I don't think it's going to come out that soon, but they are absolutely like, they are, they're absolutely like, um, it's, uh, they're, they're definitely like, um, doing ideas and experimenting on possible concepts for the next Zelda. Absolutely. 100%. I, I think that they're maybe further in than we think. And I, th- so this is my thing. I think if the, if the switch Two launches in 2024, like I kind of think it is, I have to believe that like, you know, it's going to launch with like, uh, it's going to launch with like a Mario Kart in the first year for sure. It's going to launch probably with a Mario game in the first year for sure. I think like year two, maybe you get another one of your big guns, like you get an Animal Crossing in there, um, and I think like you got to get Zelda in there at some point too, like in the first year or or not the first year, the first like the second year, maybe the third year, but like you need like your big 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 guns. So that's why I kind of think like if it's coming out in twenty twenty four, like the Zelda team, they got to crank this bad boy out by twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven. Um, but of course, we didn't talk about one specific game, which is Metroid Prime Four. Which I, I think like there is no universe now in which this is a Switch game and only a Switch game. Like this, just it- yeah, oh absolutely. So yeah, yeah. If if they, it would be another Samus Returns situation if they just released it exclusively to the Switch. And I feel I feel like you know Nintendo makes some weird decisions. I have to believe that they've learned their lesson with Samus Returns. Well, and they made and also, such a big investment in this game already. Like they could have just released exactly. a game, but they didn't. They could have. They could have canceled. Honestly, they could have canceled the game. Like, yeah, we would have been really mad about it. But like, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, the Metroid audience is a very tiny portion. Right. Like, you know, most people, most even diehard Metroid fans like myself, I would still be buying a Switch too, even if Prime Four was canceled. I'd be mad, but they still got my money. They wouldn't care. The fact that they invested so much money means that they believe in this project and they have a plan to invest in Metroid. In hopes that, you know, obviously it's not going to become another Mario or a Zelda or even a Splatoon, but mm. they they see a future where it can, you know, sell better than it has. And it all a lot of that hinges on Prime 4 success. And I so I, I have to believe that they're planning it with Switch 2 and 
going back to what we were talking about before, historically, the Metroid Prime games, including Prime Remastered, even though it's a fairly recent release, um, while there, it's not the primary, pun unintended, focus of those games, a big part of those games is to be a technical showcase for the hardware at the time. I mean, you look at, you know, Metroid Prime 1, a game that looked like unlike anything you'd ever seen at hardware at that time. Echoes, only two years later blew the floodgates um, even further. You know, Prime 3 on the Wii, even though that was a sub-HD console, I mean, that game looks absolutely incredible with, you know, particle effects that, you know, you just wouldn't even think would, would be possible on the Wii hardware. And, of course, most recently, you got Prime Remastered, which I think just blew all of us away and, you know, is now considered, like, one of, if not the best-looking games on the Switch. And I think Prime 4 is absolutely going to be another technical showcase for the Switch 2 to show just um to just sh- to show just what that thing uh can do in particular which and this is, is probably going to make a bunch of people mad uh and in fact I know people that are already mad about this but like I feel like I I don't disagree with that at all and I think they should do that but I think if you do that that means that you can't release Metroid Prime 4 on the Switch as well unfortunately or if you do it's going to be a really scaled down version cuz if like if everything that we have been led to believe is true about the the capabilities of the new Nintendo Switch console, you know, you're just not going to be able to run that game in the way it's meant to be played on the Switch. And and frankly, if it ran, if it looked like Metroid Prime Remastered, I'd be fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I I also feel like, you know, you're you're, you're not wrong. Like, it's uh, Metroid Prime when it came out back in 2002 was like the best looking game that anyone had ever seen. Like it was, it was unbelievable. Um, you know, maybe if you're like a hardcore PC gamer, it wasn't, but like for consoles, it was like, wow, this looks incredible. And, uh, and I feel like they're hopefully trying to do that same thing with Metroid Prime 4, which, which I mean, like, I feel like they have to, or else why haven't we seen like at least a trailer for it or something, um, or a screenshot or like something. And I know that Nintendo usually doesn't like share any of that stuff unless it's coming out in the next like nine months, but like something just you know they've already broken that rule a couple times with metroid prime 4 so like why not um so well, i think well i think with prime 4 in regards i think it's more so they learned their lesson from that initial reveal they learned their they they decided to reveal it earlier than it should have just to kind of tide over metroid because for, for those who don't remember like 2017 before that presentation it was a dark it was a dark era for metroid fans like we were at rock bottom at that point you know you know we were just you know, we had like five years of Other M being the last game and that taking up the majority of the discourse. Uh, almost no Smash representation in Smash Wii U. And then we got Federation Force, which for most people nowadays is a fine game, but definitely at the wrong place at the wrong time. And, you know, with that being the most recent release, it was just it, it was not good. And then Nintendo decided to finally tie us over and be like, hey, we got a 2D Metroid coming, but also... We got Prime 4. We got the one you really want. It's it's a ways off, but it's happening. Obviously, that didn't quite pan out. They didn't plan on having to restart that thing from scratch. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like now Nintendo is in that mindset where they're like, hey, listen, we started it from scratch. So obviously, you guys are aware that's going to take a long time. We don't want to show a trailer of this game um, and then be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be ready in like two years from now. No, they want to show a trailer and be like, you're playing it this year. In fact, you're playing it in just a few months, in fact. I think that's Nintendo's mindset on this. I mean, probably, but I I also think that they probably could have been like, you know, Metroid fans, since we already, you know, kind of broke the mold for you once, and we know that it sucks that we had to restart development. I I could have seen it where it was like, here's a here's a look at Metroid Prime. It's still a long ways away, and it's in de- you know do one of those like in development kind of things. I think that maybe they could have done that, but I think what they're do I think this has been developed for the Switch too for like a long time though. Like I I almost mm-hmm. think like as soon as it got like restarted, they were just like. Nah, this is this is going on the next Nintendo console because like by by the time that this is going to be even close to ready, like it, you know the Switch is going to be outdated. So I I think that I think that basically as soon as it got announced that that game was going to be restarting development, it was like the decision was made like this is not a Switch game anymore. So I I think that's another reason why we haven't seen anything on the game. Which you know also your point is is also well well spoken too because like I'm sure they don't want to show it way too early, but like. I think that there's also a factor of like, we don't want to show it because it's a Switch 2 game and we're going to be kind of letting the cat out of the bag if, if we do that a little bit in terms of like maybe some of the, you know, the capabilities of that system. So I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think like Metro Prime 4, like honestly has 
potential to be a launch game for the Switch too. I don't know if it's going to be like the launch game though. I, I couldn't see that. I couldn't see the system launching with like just Metroid. That'd be kind of weird. As much as it, like it, it wouldn't be just Metroid. It would be it would be paired with like another big like system. So like I could see yeah. Weirdly, weirdly enough, I could see Metroid and like a 3D Mario together, which might seem weird because like, like no, hey, wouldn't a 3D that. Mario over like wouldn't a 3D Mario over overshadow Metroid? And to an extent, to an extent, sure. But when you only have like you know two major launch window games, like yeah, majority of people are gonna go to 3D Mario. But after they beat that, they're gonna need something else to play, and that's a good yeah. opportunity to show your big game that's really like showcasing just how powerful your new console is. Yeah, I, I think like hypothetically, if uh, if Let's just say that the Switch 2 launches in, I don't know, September. Uh, I, I think that, like, it would launch with Mario or, like, Mario Kart or, like, something. And then in October, maybe early November, then Metroid Prime 4 comes along and it's just like, okay, now this is, like, this is your next game that you're going to play now that, you've, now that everybody's beaten Odyssey. Because Nintendo usually releases, like, one one big game a month kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that would be a great place for Metroid Prime 4. Because I think, like, history has shown us that if you get in early on a Nintendo console launch, you're going to do exceptionally better than if you get in late. And and for those who are skeptical skeptical about like oh Metroid Metroid that that can't be a launch window title at all. Need I remind you, Xenoblade Chronicles Two launched year one on the Switch in December, and it is currently the highest selling game in that franchise at about I want to say two point five million copies now. So Metroid Prime Four could absolutely do big in that launch window. Make no mistake. I'm surprised that Xenoblade Chronicles Three didn't outsell it. It's a far better game, far better. Have you? I think I know Dad I think hates Xenoblade, released... but are you a Xenoblade fan? I, I I'm not really an RPG guy. I, I I do I do want to give it a shot someday, but um but yeah, I'm not really familiar. I want to try I want to try X in particular. That one looks a little bit more up my alley. I think uh, on the Wii U. I think you'd like uh, Xenoblade. It's it's like it's like if Breath of the Wild was just a smidge more RPG. It's really fun. Um, okay. Anyways. Well, the, the thing the thing with Xenoblade Three, I think that just released a bit too late in the console life cycle, and of course the library is much larger now. So you had mostly you had mostly hardcore Xenoblade fans rather than RPG fans in general checking out that, that title. I feel like. Uh, anyways, so. So yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that'd be a good position for Metroid Prime Four to succeed. Um, I do. I know I've seen some people on Twitter that are just kind of like salty about like Nintendo not releasing Metroid Prime Four on the Switch, and like I get it, but I I feel but, like for the health look, of the series, like you just gotta let it go. Like you gotta. It's still coming to. It. First off, why would you be salty? Like you're gonna get an even more. First of all, it's I guarantee it's still going to come to the Switch. It's going to be a cross gen title. There's. I, I mean, theoretically, it's possible, I guess, but I personally just don't see Nintendo taking a title that was originally advertised for the Switch and just not releasing it on that console. I feel like, and I and I also, obviously, the Switch 2 version is going to look substantially better, but I feel, I, I do genuinely feel like that it's not going to look too bad on the Switch. I feel like it's going, because like Nintendo titles, you know, Poke, Pokemon aside, are generally like, you know they perform well. They look good. I feel like it has Metroid an association Prime Four with quality. Yeah, Metroid Prime Four on the Switch is still going to be a good-looking title. Maybe it only runs at thirty instead of sixty, but it's still going to have you know it's still going to look good. It's still going to have high-quality textures. It's still going to have consistency. But you know maybe you know maybe you get that four K DLSS on Switch Two. Maybe you get sixty FPS on Switch Two. You know maybe you get higher level of detail. But it's those same models, and um, you know maybe you get um, you know maybe you get ultra textures instead of light textures, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's going to be it's going to be very comparable, but with the Switch Two version being you know obviously you know the superior one. I feel like, but not but again, I feel like the Switch version is also going to look really good. Yeah, you know, like, I just, I kind of think to myself, like, if if this console is everything it's supposed to be, and they've been developing Metroid Prime 4 for this Switch 2 console for, like, a while, and um, and it runs, you know, and it, like, graphically and, and, and load-wise, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I think that they probably could release a version of Metroid Prime 4 that was scaled down for the Switch, and it would probably look a lot like Metroid Prime Remastered, and that'd probably be great. I just, like... I would hate to see like a like a cyberpunk scenario where like the 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 PS5 I'm not worried about that. Well, you know what? I'm not either because I don't think Nintendo would ever do. I think they would sooner just be like, we're not releasing this on Switch if it ever came to that. 
Um, mm-hmm. So like I'm, I think I mean regardless, I I think I've seen some people salty on Twitter about it, but I mean also like I said, like if it came to that, like I think you know launching on the Switch too is going to do way more for the Metroid series than you know sticking it and keeping your promise and launching on the Switch. So we'll see. I think if you're I think if you're a Switch owner and you have no plans to upgrade to a Switch two, you're still going to have a very good looking game that's going to perform just fine. But if you are someone that does want to invest in a Switch two, you're going to get an even better looking game. Is I think that's the it's not it's not a matter of oh it's a worse looking game. It's it's a it's a glass half full situation, not empty, if that makes sense. Hmm. Alright, well let's uh let's talk about this this rumored Nintendo Direct that uh I mean we think it's going to happen. It's happened historically mm-hmm. like every year for the last. And by the way, I actually, I forgot to mention to you and we could talk about this a little bit later, but like, actually let's just save it for another day. I was going to say what we could talk about the actual Metro prime four game. What, uh, is some other keys that might make that successful this, for the series, but let's save that for when Dak is back. Uh, let's talk about this Nintendo direct that allegedly is coming. Uh, a lot of people think so. And, um, and I really think that like this direct is as a really, really, really important direct because I I think like depending on the types of games shown, that tells us indirectly how far away Switch Two is because if it's Pun like intended or not, oh, you said indirectly. Yeah, <laughs> go Andy. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, but you know what I mean, like right? Like I even last direct, I was just when I watched that direct, I was like, okay, there's. There is one really big new game that was announced, and that was Mario Wonder. And and I'm mm. as excited for Mario RPG as the next guy, but I mean it's a it's a SNES remake, right? I'm excited for Mario RPG, and I'm not even an RPG guy. That's I think that's saying a lot. <laughs> um, so I I think, listen, I think if this Nintendo Direct comes around and you see info on the Princess Peach game, you see info on Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for the Switch. You see info, maybe they even announced Metroid Prime 2 Remastered and 3 Remastered just to to jump the gun. Oh my god, if they do the, oh my god, if they do the... I mean, I I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. But like, those are the types of games, I feel like, if they announce those types of games, I I feel like, I feel like it's, it's writing is on the wall that like, the Switch 2 is imminent. Because like, those are, those are placeholder games. Let's let's just call it what it is, right? Like, Mm -hmm. those aren't like main event fill your belly kind of games those are the kind of games that you those are appetizers exactly really good app really good appetizers you know or, I, I i love my i love my mozzarella sticks but those are you know that's not what you're going to the restaurant for right oh or if you see a direct that's full of like dlc uh you know pokemon mm. dlc or uh, i don't know mario kart wave six sure pikmin dlc pikmin right. dlc i think um you know it seems you know, like a fairly good prediction. Heck, maybe maybe Anuma lied to us, and there's Zelda DLC, right? Like those are the types <laughs> of things that I think is another example of like, okay, the Switch to or if they're if the big announcement from this direct is like, man, we got uh, uh, Mother Three coming to Game Boy Advance Online, or like, you it's know, not happening. <laughs> but I'm saying if like if that's the the big announcement from this direct, I think that's like a telltale sign. Brother, we are getting this Switch 2 drop, like, soon. Yeah, so you actually... And, and I, I've talked... I talked about this um, after the June Direct, I believe. But you mentioned Mario Wonder, and that's actually why I think we're not going to be seeing a Switch 2 reveal until next year. I feel like Mario Wonder, that's such a huge game and something that Nintendo would want to focus all their energy on for right now. I don't think... Because a new console would definitely take a lot of focus away from that. And Mario Wonder is going to be a what big is- game. I think a lot of I think a lot of people online, I'm not saying it's going to be anyone's game of the year pick. I'm talking specifically sales here, but 2D Mario's historically so gangbusters. The uh, the the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe port on Switch, a game which I think none of us really care that much about. That's like one of the top selling games on the system right now. It's like at, I want to say 14 or 15 million copies. Like it's it's doing insane for a 2D Mario game. And that's a, and that's a port of a Wii U game. And, yeah. um, you know, t- and historically, you know, like New Super Mario Brothers Wii, best-selling Mario Brothers game on the on the Wii. Um, I think uh, New Super Mario Bros. on the DS, best-selling Mario game on the DS, even though 64 DS was the launch title for that system. And so I'm not saying I think I think it's too late for Mario Wonder to outsell um, Odyssey, considering that was a launch title. But, you know, 
point is this game is going to sell a lot especially going into the holidays like that is going to be uh, a christmas gift that a lot of kids and you know even adults our age are going to be opening up under their tree and so i think nintendo wants what what does that that have to do with switch 2 i don't think it has anything to do with it well because the switch 2 is going to take a lot of focus away you're going to have people that was like ah you know what this can wait. I will, you know, switch Two is like on my mind right now. They want Mario wonder to be on the consumer's mind right now. And then Mario RPG for a brief time shortly after that, going to the holidays. And then once all that is cleared and once we're really into like, you know, the morsels, the appetizers, that's when I think Nintendo is like, wants to be like, all right, I think y'all ready to eat now. I, you know, I don't agree with you. Unfortunately, I, I think to your point, Mario wonder is going to sell regardless like, it's going to sell regardless. Um, and I think that if you announced, like, the Switch 2... And, and listen, you you just... All you're doing is saying, like, here's here it is. This is what it is. This is when it's coming. Maybe it's coming, like, six months, maybe more, maybe nine months down the road. Um, I think that if you did that, that takes away nothing from Mario Wonder or Mario RPG. But it also, like... I, I think that if you don't do that, it's like... And you and you get those kind of games like I was I was talking about in the September direct where it's not like any any kind of main chorus games. Then it, then when you get into January February you're just like what the hell is going on? You're like what's what's happening? What are we playing? Like what are we what are we doing? And I think sounds you, like a sounds like a good time for a February direct if you ask me. Well sure, but like I I think <laughs> that if you do that then you wait until the summertime like you said for like your reveal. I I think that's. I think that timeline doesn't make sense to me. I, and and it, I could be completely wrong, completely wrong. I probably am. I'm sure that I, I will. I could be I could be completely wrong. None of us are none of us have any info to go off of. We're just spitballing in the wind right now. <laughs> I, I, I feel like to me, though, like I, I feel like announcing the switch to takes nothing away from Mario Wonder. I, I really don't think it does, especially if it's going to be like six months or nine months until the switch Two is actually out. Um, you still have your Christmas time where you can buy it. And same for Mario RPG, like. Like, I, I think that I think that that would be a good time because like and again, this is very dependent on what kind of games we get announced at uh, at this at this direct. But like, yeah, like, I mean, if you get the Princess Peach game in in January, you get Luigi's Mansion in, in February, maybe you get Metroid Prime two and three in in March. And they you know what? I think Nintendo would probably keep releasing like a handful of Switch games for the Switch after the Switch two was out or at least maybe doing like the I don't know, available for both kind of deal. Although maybe not now that I say that. I don't know. But like I I feel like I could I feel like I could see that. And like maybe maybe the console comes out April, May or something like that. I, I think that timeline kinda kinda works. I think it kinda works. Cause like if not, like what are you doing in the first like half of, of twenty of twenty twenty four? It's a barren wasteland. And and I could look like a complete doofus by the time this airs, because the Nintendo Direct might air with like all these sweet games that you're gonna play. But right now it's just kinda like it seems it seems weird to me. Like it seems like every like big game that they could release would probably be better served on the Switch 2 at this point. Well well the thing is, first off, every single Nintendo console at the end of the life cycle is a barren wasteland before the new console releases. But what I'll say is like actually in comparison, I actually don't think this is so much of a barren wasteland in comparison to what we usually get. I mean I mean what 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 did the Wii U have before the Switch came out? It's like Star Fox Zero? Like well, that was like that. That's, that's a your, poor example. That's your big game. At least the at least the Wii had like Skyward Sword in its last year. It had Donkey Kong Returns. It had it had a couple games. That was that was that was twenty that was twenty eleven, not twenty ten. Yeah, that was that was yep. one. Yeah. So yeah, that, I, but yeah, I mean, it, had, it one- had Super Mario Galaxy two in twenty ten. It had Donkey Kong Returns, and like there, there was games to play on the. I mean, granted, you're you're not wrong. Like, well, it's well, not like well, there was like a, a steady influx. Well, I'm of talking. Games. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the months leading beforehand, though, or the year beforehand, though. Which right now, I think we're. I think we're like right now in a fairly good transition period. Right now, you know, we have we have a solid cap off to the end of twenty twenty three, which I still think is going to be the year of the Switch. And then so far in 2024, you know, you have, you know, you have one new original spinoff game, one new um, port and probably some new stuff because Nintendo usually announces their um, their first fiscal year of um, 2024 plans, usually by the time the September direct rolls out. So I have a feeling we'll see a little bit more of those earlier plans uh, fleshed out. I just want to interject really really quickly here. 
I just looked up what Wii games came out in the year of our Lord 2011. So we got we got Skyward Sword. We, and of course, there's a Kirby game because like Break Glass and there's Kirby. But we also <laughs> got such gems as and there's Mario and Sonic as well and Raymond. But we also got such gems as ABBA. You can dance, uh, which is fantastic. We got We Play Motion and De Blob 2. Uh, those are game of the year anywhere in the world, by God. <laughs> you know what? There are some De Blob fans out there. I've never played it myself, but like... There's a there's there's a passionate community behind those games. I gotta find this ABBA game, dude. I I can't. Bl- I think it's a Just Dance game, but uh, which is still going strong on the Wii, by the way. <laughs> Seriously, that, that's it, right. I remember. Just Dance comes out every I, year still for the Wii. On the Wii, I remember. I, I remember. I I don't know if they still do that, but I remember like a couple years ago there was like a report about that, and it was just like wild. But mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, the last year of. You know, the the N64 had some amazing titles, had, uh, what do we have? We had Perfect Dark, we had Majora's Mask, we had Paper Mario, like, that was a, a rockin' time. Conker's Bad Fur Day, yeah. that was actually in 2001, just before the GameCube. Last year of the SNES went hard, with with actually with Mario RPG and Donkey Kong Country 3. La- la- yep. The last days of the GameCube, I'm a little bit fuzzy on that one, but uh, I feel like they still had some... Some hits. I, 2000, my, 2005 was a pretty good year, I think. 2006, I can't really remember much that came out besides you know, Twilight think, Princess. I don't think much which, because, like, the console launched early 2006, right? No, no, it was a holiday release. Was it? All right. All right. I, I remember. I, I bought it at midnight. <laughs> um, my, fir- my first ever midnight console release. Okay. Well, it's, it's just to say, like, my point is that I feel like the... Wii aside, obviously, as the exception for what a disaster that was. But, like, I feel like I feel like the Switch is, is certainly winding down, and there are games announced, but they're, they're not, like... Like, I think if you went and looked back at the year, like, whatever... Let's say that the console launches in May of 2024, and you look back at the year before, and it's, like, Tears of the Kingdom... Mario Wonder, like that's a that's a pretty consistent, like good final year with like what we've seen from before, and like there's just not enough cool games, I don't think, to like keep that going any longer. I don't know, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just itching for the new console. I mean, I I think we all are, but I I don't know. I I feel like like obviously 2024, it's not going. 2023, not even for Nintendo, just in general, has been a pretty stacked year. Like in terms of quality original titles, quality um, remasters and remakes. I am indie indie games have been good. Triple A games have been really good. You know, I, I feel like this has just been like a really quality year for the industry in general. And so obviously, I don't think twenty twenty four on Nintendo side is going to match this. You know, with some of the stuff that we've that we've seen this year. But I, th- I think they have enough to like coast off and ride until the switch two is re- ready for le- release when we'll really see, um, you know, those big first party style, um, <laughs> tongue twisting my words. When we really see those big first party titles really start pounding the pavement there. So I think we, well, I think we differ by about six months, right? Like I, I'm kind of predicting mm-hmm. like spring, summer at the latest. You're just saying maybe, uh, maybe fall, by the way, uh, the, the year 2006 was a, was a rough year for GameCube games. But man, 2005 is actually full of bangers. I forgot how good this year was. Resident That's what Evil. I was saying. Two, 2005 4, was like Fire huge. Emblem, Path of Radiance, uh, Mario Beast, Strikers, Mario, Mario Baseball. Strikers. Yeah, uh, stacked year. Prince of Persia, Two Thrones. That's an underrated game. I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I, I think uh, time will tell. We'll definitely see. But I think that this direct uh, coming up is going to be a huge indicator of maybe which way it's leaning. And uh, we've talked a lot about the Switch 2. We talked about Metro Prime 4. Just, uh, I guess, what are what are your thoughts about what we might see at the Nintendo? And let's just let's just call it. Let's just call our shot right now. Do you think we might possibly see Metro Prime 2 and 3 remastered? Uh, give me a Samus's percentages. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Metroid Prime 4, and I was going to say absolutely not. No way. That's a, that's <laughs> but, a one percent, um, and I don't like to give zero yeah. percents. So Prime t- Prime 2 remastered, though. Ooh. So Prime Prime Three, that's going to be a fairly low percent for me. I'm going to put that at about a twenty. Prime Two remastered, or maybe more of a Prime Two HD in this case, because I don't think it's going to be quite the level of the Prime One remastered. I agree. I agree. Oh man, I I ah. this this while you're, while you're deliberating, for me. let me let me kind of walk you through my. I'm going to go. I'm going to go fifty-two percent. 
52 percent it's a coin flip for me that but i'm gonna seen, go i'm gonna just well hold on that, that we see prime, prime 2 hd or? that we're seeing prime 2 hd okay just prime 2 hd 52 percent okay um i think i think that nintendo maybe revealed its hand to a degree with that pikmin release uh, a while ago where they released pikmin 1 and 2 on the eShop. I could see that happening for like primes two and three. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to get the, the remaster treatment at this point. I think that they could probably release like the trilogy versions and include all those control schemes, but I think they're going to look roughly the same. And I, and I wonder if they don't both just come out like kind of like, kind of like Pikmin did where it's like, Hey, they're on the eShop. Now, if you want, we're releasing like a, a physical cartridge in two months. Um, come and get it if you want it, right? Like, I think that could be a, a good formula for Prime 2 and 3 to follow. Because, I mean, Prime Remaster didn't blow the world away with its uh, with its sales numbers. Um, so I, I, I could see that. And I think that if we are in the final days uh, or the final months of this console, I think that's the type of game that makes sense to, to release. Because... You know, following my own logic here, if I think the console's coming out in spring or summer, and I think Metroid Prime 4 is coming out with that console in the first couple months, and I think it makes sense to release Metroid Prime 2 and 3 before that happens, I feel like it's probably, you know, like, like I'm not, I'm not super confident, but I have to follow my own logic. So I, I feel good about the chances that we potentially might see this. Yeah, I could, I could see them bundled together. I could also see them separate. That's personally... The um, prediction I'm going with is that there's still going to be separate releases. I think that, and th- this might just be hopium on my part. I don't. Th- well, I don't think it's going to be Metroid Prime Remastered levels. I do think that Prime Two and Three aren't going to be more so just straight ports, like you know the Pikmin games or Mario 3D All Stars. I think it's going to be more kind of in line with like you know a Wind Waker HD or a Twilight Princess HD, where you know mm. it's the same models, but you know you got redone textures. You still have the dual analog controls and some of those um, quality of life and accessibility improvements that were done in Prime Remastered. I think you'll I think you'll see those ported over as well. But you know, otherwise, again, it's largely the same game. You yeah. know, just you know, running at 1080p um, uh, on the TV, 720p docked, which which is which is fine. I mean, that's that's more than enough. You know, as long as those games are on the Switch, I will be a happy camper. Yeah, I, I could see them getting released individually but like at the same time so like very similar to pikmin one and two you could buy Mm. one of them on the eShop, or you could buy both of them on the eShop. but there's a physical copy that has both of them at some point down the line Mm -hmm. i i I could see that um and yeah i i'm not as optimistic as you that they would be i think that they would definitely have to have the control scheme from metro prime trilogy like for i think it would be the trilogy versions that would be getting re-released and uh and i think that'll probably be it i think that and i and i would be okay with that because like playing metroid prime 2 on the gamecube like it still looks great to be honest like yeah there's you know there's definitely some some times where you notice when you're you know you got an enemy up close or something like that that it's a gamecube game but uh i mean for the most part like golly that it just looks so awesome Prime 2 at 1080p looks freaking beautiful. Oh my gosh. And yeah. all you all you would really need to do for that game is just yeah, upscale it to 1080p um and then maybe um improve some of the performance dips particularly in that um that Emperor Ink fight. You do that and like that's you're you're done. That's all really all you need to do. Anything else is just gravy in my opinion. Mhm. Um yeah, you know, I I think that that's a realistic possibility. I a, a few more direct predictions before we get out of here. I think that, uh, well, I don't know exactly, like, I'm not, I'm not going to predict any big games are coming out, because I don't think that there is, like, that big uh, of release on the horizon, but I, I think in terms of what you're going to see, it is going to be a lot of that, like, kind of what I mentioned earlier, like, ports, remasters, um, I, I bet you there's a lot of DLC, and I bet you there is an emphasis on um, NSO. You know, you laughed when I said Mother 3, I could, like, legitimately see that, that would be a huge draw, to, hold on, let, I feel hold, like hold on, hold on, hold on. that would be a huge drop to get people to resub to to NSO. And September makes a lot of sense because, like, if you remember, that's when the original NSO came out, which means a lot of people's subscriptions rolls over in September. So, like, if the if you have something that they've never got a chance to play before, I don't know, maybe that you know, maybe that draws people in. And it's a great game, and it, like, it's not as controversial as people think. You know, I've played it, and it's it's really 
It's there's nothing in that game that wasn't an Earthbound. Mm-hmm. The only thing the only thing that makes me hesitate on that is I feel like I feel like if Mother Three was coming to NSO at this time, at least I feel like it would have been in that big um, Earthbound trailer when the uh, beginnings and the SNES game came to NSO. Every I, I feel like that's when it would have dropped. Just everything. Yeah, but the the Game Boy Advance wasn't part of the NSO at that point. It was. I thought. I thought it was. Maybe I'm misremembering. No, Earthbound has been out for, for a while. You're right. That that was this year. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was this. I thought that was. I thought that was last year. You're right. <laughs> wow. So I, there's a chance. <laughs> and you know what? I I hate to be one of those guys, but like Mother Three is awesome. Like it's really fun. I I will I will say that I I still don't think Mother Three is is happening yet. I will say, though, there's absolutely going to be some NSO updates, and I'm very curious to see what the, what they could be. We could finally see. I'm, obviously, I'm hoping for Metroid Zero Mission. I'd also really like to see Donkey Kong 94 on the Game Boy app. Um, that's yeah, such, a criminally cool. under, such a criminally underrated game. It's so good. So I really hope that uh, comes out. And then I think less likely, but something I really want is Smash 64 as well. That would be so hype. Smash 64 with online play, like that would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, hopefully Zero Mission. That would be awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also a guide for that, by the way. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Hopefully we're next week. We're just cranking out the guides. <laughs> we, we Honestly, we are. We, uh, we're, doing, we're doing some good work here over on OmegaMetro.com. Um, so hopefully this time next week we're breaking down exactly what we see. And I think that this this Direct is going to give us a lot of clarity on the direction of of the future of Nintendo Switch. So, um, yeah. The direction? Hey, yo, that was intentional. Uh, okay well that is going to do it for us for this week let us know what you think about our our guesses and our theories and our thoughts and our uh, spitball ideas we'd love to know uh your thoughts over on discords so come and check us out over on there you can check us out over on twitter at omega metroid pod at spateri 316 at doomital cross and uh you know i th- we plugged it a lot here we go plugging even more uh, omegametroid.com we got we got guides coming out the wazoo we've got all kinds of stuff over there and if there's metroid news you know we're going to be all over it so uh so keep it locked there uh subscribe to the omega metroid podcast wherever you get your podcast like subscribe leave us that sweet 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 five star review we would love to see that mm. Mm. and that's going to do it for us hopefully we're breaking down some some big metroid happenings next week uh but until then everybody take care <laughs>